We are bike. Welcome to another episode of the Ace of Spades podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Cam, a.k.a. the Dynasty Demigod, a.k.a. the Ace of Spades Thanos, a.k.a. the four-time champion, a.k.a. Mr. Okay, I'm reloaded. And I am joined by the Curtis, a.k.a. Kurt Cash, a.k.a. Curdy Tutan, a.k.a. Mr. No, 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 I'm on your ass, <laughs> a.k.a. Danny's big homie. What's up, bro? What up, man? How you feeling? Straight, man. Ready to dive into this football shit, man. How about you? Same, bro. I got the Dewey on the day. It's Durag Cam. I'm on that with everybody, bro. <laughs> I'm disrespecting everybody. Today is no love day. But before we dive into the fantasy football news, let's get into some NFL news and notes. Uh, we missed a week, so uh, it's going to be a lot of news to cover. Let's go all the way back to two weeks ago. Antonio Brown uh, finally came through the pike that he was going to receive uh, an eight-game suspension, which is good news for uh, Antonio Brown in the sense that he finally got a suspension. He no longer has to wait. So now teams can decide whether or not they want to sign him, knowing what his punishment is. But eight games, I mean, it's it's half the NFL season, but it's majority of the fantasy football season. There are only 13 regular season games, uh, and he's suspended for eight of them. I didn't look to check and see when his bye week was, but, I mean, you're only going to get five regular season games out of Antonio Brown. And by that time, who's to say if you made the playoffs or not? So do you think Antonio Brown can help somebody win a fantasy title this season? Um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, you have a receiver who hasn't played in the league in quite some time. Um, it'll probably be like a full year by the time he actually comes back if, if my mouth, if my math is adding up. Yeah, it'll be like over a full year since the last time he's played. Um, and he's 32. I mean, he's not a, a young guy, yeah. so I'm I'm gonna say no. Um, I, I I mean, I guess anything can happen. He could have like a blow up game or something in uh the the championship week. But yeah, right now, I have to lean towards no. Like, what what do you think? I'm gonna say no as well, just because. Yeah. And I believe in the talent. I think Antonio Brown still has it. It just takes so long to get acclimated to the game. And running routes in the field with your friends is one thing, and catching passes from QBs with no pads is one thing. But it just takes. And Antonio Brown's honestly, he's a nut job. He's one of the smartest, and he's one of the smartest receivers like to ever play the game. Like he's one of the smartest football players. Like he's one of the hardest working, attention to detail receivers you'll ever find. But still, it takes so much time to get chemistry and acclimated to an offense, to get chemistry with a quarterback, to master the offense, master the playbook, and things like that. I just it could happen, but I don't want to bank on it. Uh, who's who's the Antonio Brown owner in our league? Is it Danny? Uh, yes, it's Danny. Over or under, Antonio Brown plays one game for Danny this season. Mm, under. Under. I right, I don't think he, I don't think you can start him. I don't think yeah. you can start him. All right, uh, moving on. Lashawn McCoy to the Bucks. Do do we care? Me? No, I don't. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think like. Yeah, I, I'll say it's already a crowded backfield there. So I think I would care if I was an owner of Ronald Jones, Keyshawn, Vaughn, or uh, Dare. Um, but, yeah, um, no, I don't care. Like, I, I I don't even really understand, like, the signing, honestly. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to tell you like Stephen A. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. It's just, it's this. I, I think I get the signing from a Bruce Arians perspective because if we go back to Bruce Arians' tendencies, remember, David Johnson was a demigod third string running back. He had Andre Ellington and Chris Johnson playing over him. Bruce Arians likes old running backs, he likes <laughs> running backs who no pass pro, who can protect the quarterback. Tom Brady is obviously 59 years old. <laughs> he needs somebody who can protect him. LaShawn McCoy is a veteran. He catches passes. 
But let's talk about that backfield for a second because I don't really think this affects Ronald Jones or Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn, in my opinion, Kurt, he's a non-factor this year. He is a non-factor this year. For one, Bruce Arians does not like running backs that are rookies, period. He doesn't like rookie running backs, period. He yeah. just doesn't. Keyshawn Vaughn doesn't contribute on special teams, and he's he's not a he's not a, a third-down satellite back. Keyshawn Vaughn is a between-the-tackles grinder. You know who else is a between-the-tackles grinder? Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones has now three years of experience to Keyshawn Vaughn's one. Bruce Arians, if you miss a pass protection and get Tom Brady hit, Bruce Arians is going to sit your ass. We've seen him do that to Ronald Jones. Yeah. I don't, I, so I don't think this affects either of them because Keyshawn Vaughn is already a non-factor. I don't think this affects Ronald Jones because we saw last year, Kurt, LaShawn McCoy is not good. He is not good at football anymore. He was a healthy scratch for the Chiefs when their best running back was Damian Williams, who was also not good at football. So I don't think this affects Ronald Jones. I think he's going to get his work. I think this affects Daria Gumbawale. And, really? I, and I was interested in Daria Gumbawale. Yeah, I just think it affects Daria Gumbawale because if LaShawn McCoy plays, it's not going to be on first and second down. It's going to be on third down and pass pro and catching passes. That's when you need an intelligent back, somebody who's going to know the protections, be able to pick up pass pro and things like that. I think it affects Daria more than it affects them. I really don't think it, it significantly affects any of them. But I think if this is going to impact somebody, it's going to be him. Either yeah. way, I, I think the moral of the discussion is stay away from Tampa's backfield. I yeah. didn't think that was a I didn't think that was a good pick by Elmo even before all this. And you see that, you know, they draft Keyshawn Vaughn in the third, which Danny, I told your stupid ass they were going to draft a running back because Ronald Jones <laughs> is not good. And then not only did they draft a running back when they already have Ronald Jones and Dario Gumbawale, who fits the mold of what Tom Brady likes to do in terms of pass catching backs. They go out and sign a veteran. It's just like even if LaShawn McCoy never plays a snap for the Bucks, Kurt, my thought process is always that if a coach is looking to sign a player, that means the coach feels like his team has a need. So it doesn't yeah. matter if LaShawn McCoy ever plays. The fact that they were looking for another back lets us know that they aren't confident in the backfield they already have. So yeah. I, I think just avoid that backfield altogether. All right. Um, did you have anything else to say about that? Um, I was I was just gonna say on the Keyshawn Vaughn thing, I I don't think he's very good either. So uh, I, I want to see I want to see him play as a pro, but he could be like another like Ronald Jones. Like I he, think, yeah, he, he could be. And I, and for for Elmo's sake, like I hope he isn't because he invested. What was it? What pick was that? Did, did that you think was it was his first? first rounder? I think it was his first. It was no, his first rounder. I, no, I thought they took Justin Jefferson in the first round. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how did he get an early? Oh, he had two early seconds. Elmo finished pretty high last year, right? He did. He finished after you. Fifth? Yeah, yep. yep. So where, actually where he got Keyshawn Vaughn was actually not bad. I, I, still, yeah. I, I wouldn't have taken a shot on him there. I think there were like Ruggs, Pittman, Edwards, players that I probably would have preferred. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I, I mean, I hope he's good. I, I watched him in Vandy. Like he's, he's, never been like a, he's never been like a stud, though, like not even in college. So... I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Um, COVID, obviously, is is not going away. We have the news from the NFL that the COVID IR, if a, if a player tests positive for COVID or they've been at risk, they could be on uh, the COVID IR for a three-week minimum. Bro. That shit is scary, dude. Imagine being in the first week of the fantasy playoffs and fucking Zeke is on COVID IR. Yeah. Oh, I... Man. It's in in the way that people are catching this COVID thing, bro. It's it's a, it's like I don't see anybody. Like I think just looking at my roster, a couple of my players have already had COVID. Like, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's man, yeah that that's a scary thing. The possibility of losing like your player for three weeks due to COVID, especially at the at the rate that people have been catching this COVID shit. Uh, man, I really wish the NFL had like a bubble situation. Um, I would feel a lot more confident. Uh, going into so the season, but yeah, that's that's crazy. NFL, hey Roger, Roger Goodell, if you listening to my pod, bro, they on me. Still time, bro. There's still time. All right, so back to COVID. Uh, notable players opting out due to COVID. Um, keep in mind this news is from two weeks ago, so there have been a total of sixty nine players. Sixty nine, funny number. There have been a total of sixty nine players that have opted out so far. The notable ones that I thought about were. Like the eight fucking Patriots that opted out, like so many Patriots have opted out, bro. <laughs> and um, 
uh, I wonder if that's, you know, the organization pushing or, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like, it's hard for me to, to feel like Bill Belichick, whatever, like try to think because that, that team is still so good. Like at least on one side of the ball, that defense is still so good. So, and, and I don't, I think even if they tried to tank, I, I just think they would be so much better than a lot of the other just naturally bad teams. So I, I don't really think there's anything there. I just think coincidentally, like the Patriots in that culture, players probably feel more comp, more confident or comfortable opting out. Um, that's just my take on it. Uh, other, other players that opted out a couple weeks ago that I thought were notable, Nate Solder, left tackle for the New York Giants. I mean, he's not very good. But he's a start. <laughs> he's a starting left tackle. You know what I mean. Um, so he he got signed by the Giants after the Patriots let him go. They, the Giants paid him a bunch of money, and um, he hasn't been very good. But still, it's it's the continuity argument, Kurt. I feel like the teams that didn't have a lot of turnover last year, meaning they brought back majority of their players on both sides of the ball. I feel like those teams have an upper hand. So when you lose uh, part of your starting lineup, especially your offensive line, and a quarterback you have this is pretty skittish and turnover prone. I just think it's not good for them to, to lose their left tackle. Um, but that's, that's just my take. Uh, who else? Damian Williams. Oh, bro. Clyde Edwards, Elaire time. Let's get it, man. Let's Listen. go. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we got a chance to talk. Me and you have talked uh, privately about Damian Williams, but it's, you know, I saw like uh, the, the fantasy world kind of going to a frenzy when he announced that he was opting out. But I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm here to tell everybody, Damian Williams was losing his job regardless, bro. He wasn't <laughs> good last year. If you take away his two biggest runs and and a one fifteen yard run, he averaged two point eight five yards a carry. He wasn't good. Like he was terrible on bro. a per carry basis. I I remember having him week one and I saw him carry the ball like 12 times for 26 yards and then I traded him to BT the following week because <laughs> he's I mean I, yeah I don't yeah he and 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 also the fact that the Chiefs drafted a running back in the first round like that told me that they didn't think Damian Williams was very good either like they I mean they happened to have the last pick in the first round and they were like well what we need the most is a running back it's a running back so yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, well, first and foremost, when you shared, that was a great stat poll by you. When you shared with me that his, his yard per carry was so low when you take away that, that like 80 and 90 yard, those two big runs he had, like 80 and 90 yards. It's funny that you, you were, were able to pull that stat or find that stat because for whatever reason, people who are paid to analyze fantasy football for a living, they don't know that stat because all I hear on all these podcasts before he opted out, was that well? Anytime Damian Williams plays, he's good. He's been great for the Chiefs, and I'm I'm just using my eye test, thinking like when. As far as I'm concerned, Kurt, Damian Williams has been opting out his entire career. <laughs> that dude been opted out to me. I, I I mean I've never looked at him as a as an actual starting running back in any capacity. Like I've never started him on any of my teams anywhere. I remember when Justin picked him up off waivers when Jay Ajayi got traded a few years ago. I looked at him. And his fat ass head, and I said, "This dude will never play a snap on KOD. <laughs> He's been opted out to me, bro. Like this, this was good news to me because obviously the Clyde Edwards-Helaire stock flew. It went through the roof, and also since I'm a Clyde Edwards-Helaire owner, I felt good knowing that my running back has less competition for carries. And um, another funny little note to this news: KB Darwin Thompson. That nigga's dust, bro. Like, you have to understand, my nigga. Like, Danny, the previous owner of Darwin Thompson, he is a GM that hoards players until they are no longer. I'm here to tell you Darwin Thompson is no longer. First of all, he's yeah. a six-round running back. When he got on the field, he was terrible. They consistently added more to the backfield last year. And then, like Kurt just said, they invested their very first pick in the draft with all positional needs you have on the football field. You start 11 on each side. The first player that they prioritized was a running back. Darwin Thompson is nothing. You can go ahead and go ahead and put him back. Yeah. But anyway, go I, ahead. I, I, no, I just want to add to that, bro. Like he had a trouble beat. Like so, I just told, I just, I just shared that stat that like a hundred out of hundred and eleven carries on hundred and eight, Damian Williams averaged two point eight five yards a carry. <laughs> he was ahead of Darwin so Thompson bad. in the depth chart. 
<laughs> then you have Daryl Williams, who was also ahead of Darwin Thompson on the depth chart. I don't even know. I don't even need to bring up any statistics for for Daryl. And um, Bro. and then you have uh, Lashawn McCoy, who is, I mean, it's the the skeleton of Lashawn McCoy at this point. Yes. Um, Rest in out peace. there. Yeah, and that's who Darwin Thompson couldn't couldn't get like it was losing touches to to those three guys. Yeah, so, he yeah. he didn't he didn't command any touches from them. And I, I think yeah. I think niggas when when people found out that Damian Williams opted out, especially in our league, Daryl Williams is still on waivers. That's probably a better pickup than Darwin Thompson because he outsnapped them. Yeah, yeah. Why would you pick I, up Darwin? I don't I don't know what these niggas be doing. He probably was better. I I I would have to look into this, but he probably was better on a per carry basis than fucking Damien and um and oh uh, probably yeah I don't because probably <laughs> Damien is like to me, bro. He's like like a a less good version of Matt Breida who ha- just happened to play for the Chiefs. Like that's, <laughs> that's 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 who that is. <laughs> to, uh, to me, <laughs> hey, don't disrespect Matt Breida like that, bro. <laughs> he already came out and said. I'm the fastest running back in the league. Shit, until somebody beat me. <laughs> I like I like that energy. All right, let's 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 get into real quick so we can wrap up these news items. This is an NFL news and notes. We got one more NFL um, news item, but I, I do want to talk about opt outs since we're talking about opt outs. College football opt outs. As someone who watches so much college football and follows college football as closely as I do, this really broke my heart. Wide receiver from the Minnesota Gophers, Rashad Bateman, opted out of the fucking season, bro. For anybody who doesn't know who Rashad Bateman is, he's like my wide receiver one in college football. Super, super talented, really polished receiver. Reminds me a lot of Devontae Adams, like big body, has the right size. He runs good routes. He catches away from his body with his hands. He's a fantastic prospect. We will not be seeing any of him this season, unfortunately. Also, Purdue wide receiver, um, Rondale Moore. Super explosive uh, receiver at Purdue. Crazy athletic profile. People comp him to Tyreek Hill. Uh, these are just two examples of college. And the college football opt-out deadline is, is still going. So there's a chance that, and I, I wanted to speak on this because it, it, it ties directly into rookie picks. There's a chance that we're going to have a very limited profile on a lot of these prospects coming out for next year's class. And a lot of people in the fantasy world are starting to devalue picks for next season. I'm not sure if I'm there yet, but I feel a lot less comfortable about my rankings, knowing that I'm not going to see a lot of these premier blue chip athletes play this season. Kurt, do you have any comments on that? Yes, if you are starting to devalue those picks, send them my way. Send them my way. Yeah, yeah. that's. I, yeah. I'll, I'll take a chance. Uh, but yeah, no, man, that's. Man, this this COVID thing, bro, is just. Uh, it's just really fucking shit up, man. That's that's I mean that's my takeaway from that, bro. Cause uh it really is. Yeah, you want to see those dudes though. You want to see what they can do, man. Um, on a college level before you like invest, you know, picks in them. Um, yeah. So it's just really unfortunate that we won't have a chance to. Uh, I, I'm not really familiar with uh the, the players that you just named. So with these with these be years where they would be like draft eligible coming up like next year or yeah this this is their year that's why they opted out they don't want to risk obviously COVID but they don't want to risk injury either and they they probably just don't want to bother with the season I mean these these dudes are these are first round these are first round talents okay these are first round receivers like any Debbie any Debbie rankings that you look at or any Debbie expert they'll they'll have both of these guys in their top three it's it's like Jamar Chase Rashad Bateman like and Rondell Moore. Back to back to back. These are the top. These are two of the top three receivers in this class. So it's it's yeah, that's very impactful. But I I, I think teams have enough film on these guys to know that you know they're not going to stop learning how to play football in a season. You know, Des Bryant missed his junior year. Des Bryant didn't stop learning how to play football. So I think they'll be okay. It's just sad for me. I won't be able to watch these dudes. Um. All right. Last news item. Donkey of the day. Donkey of the week. Donkey of the past three fucking seasons. Darius Geis, what the fuck is your ass doing, Mo? <laughs> How hard is it to keep your fucking hands to yourself? This nigga is fucking goofy, bro. Like, I, I, I'll be the one to say it. As a Darius Geis owner, bro, I'm confident saying he's never going to play football again in the NFL. Geis is never mm. going to play again, Kurt. He's never going to play again. You know why? When you're a second-round rookie pick, you get a four-year contract. Darius Geis' first year, ACL injury. Second year, meniscus. 
another lower extremity injury. Going into the third year of his four-year deal, he gets a domestic battery strangulation, two counts of felony assault charges, and he's going to miss this season as well. And he just got released. So that's three years out of four where you couldn't stay healthy. Now you can't keep your hands to yourself. If I'm an NFL GM, I'd rather sign LaShawn McCoy than this goofy-ass nigga, bro. I'd rather sign a running back who... Uh, actually, maybe LaShawn McCoy is a bad example because, you know, he had that spat with uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the girls who stole his jewelry, like uh, the burglary shit where he sent somebody to, like, get his jewelry back or something like that. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I'd, ra- I'd rather sign... Uh, eight, damn, I can't even use Adrian Peterson. He whooped his... Damn, what's with these running backs, dog? Anyway. CTE, bro. <laughs> I'd rather... <laughs> hey. I'd rather sign another nigga than Darius. I'd rather sign, my point is, I would rather sign someone I know is less talented than someone who I know has talent, but I can't trust him. I can't trust him to stay on the field due to his body just rejecting football, and I can't trust him to stay on the field because of his off-the-field incidents. Like, students, like, I'm probably going to cut him Bro, and I just invested a second round pick into him. And real quick, KB, I have to say this because KB, you're not going to be donkey of the day, but I wanted you to be donkey of the day because you have the audacity. Hey, Kurt, niggas don't be having no chips, no wins, no bread, <laughs> but they be having all the audacity, bro. This nigga had the audacity to laugh. Because I traded him a second for Darius Geist, and Darius Geist just got released. KB, I don't know if you are aware. You have picked number one overall in this <laughs> league for the past two fucking seasons, dog. And you have never picked outside the top fucking five. Don't ever, yeah. bro. What is what's good with what's good with this nigga, bro? Yeah, but hey, see, man. KB, I, I I just remember the last time man, he came into the chat like um, when Aaron Rodgers got hurt and he laughed at uh-huh. that. Remember that? And then he was like yep. five and zero at that point. And then uh, it's been downhill ever since then. Like yeah, I, I just I just have a feeling, bro. Like see, he he's one of those people. Whenever he like he doesn't really talk very much, but whenever he decides to act out, he really he really acts out and then he really gets humbled. So I I just hey, bro, I'm waiting. Yeah, this year might not be good for you, bro. You laughing about it. hey, and I what, what, uh real quick about the guys thing, man. Um, long story short, bro, this dude is an unproven, injury prone woman beater. Like I don't think he's ever <laughs> playing in the league either, bro. Like I think man. it's over with for him. Like it, it, it is. Yeah, it is. and I think that's it's over with. That's a, that's a perfect description. I, and I'm not laughing at the last part of that because that that that, that there is nothing funny about him being a a, a fucking idiot and uh. And putting his hand on him. Obviously, obviously, we don't we don't know the full story and um, innocent until proven guilty. But it, it it isn't looking good. I'm probably going to hold on to him because you know there's teams like the Cowboys out there. They love signing niggas who beat bitches, bro. Like I don't know. Like there, there may be a chance, but um, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about moving on from him. And it, it sucks because you know top twenty four pick. I paid up a top twenty four pick for him. Um, I had. Antonio Gibson, I drafted Gibson, and I wanted to to sew up that backfield, but now like it's just a waste of a. I threw a pick away, but anyway, wrap that up. That's the end of NFL news and notes. Sorry, that took majority um, uh, of 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 the first half of the pod, but there was a lot of news to cover. Um, let's get into the actual subject or the main subject of of the podcast. We want to do a little dynasty one hundred and one. And I keep harping on the fundamentals of Dynasty because based on, you know, a lot of the conversations that happen around our league and a lot of the trades that we see offered, you know, especially like one that I was offered yesterday by BT, I don't think people really, I don't think people really get it. Like people just, they just do things that people who understand fantasy football and understand Dynasty and understand their leagues don't do. So, Dynasty 101, dude, know your league rules, okay? Know your league rules. Understand your roster format and understand your scoring settings. 
understanding these things is is extremely important for niggas like BT because he thought it would be a fair trade for him to send me two wide receiver threes and a tight end two for the number one quarterback in dynasty and the number one wide receiver. And I just, I don't, I, I don't want to be nice, bro. I got the Dewey on. I don't know if this nigga want to fight me, bro. Or, <laughs> or he just, or he think he funny or if he really thought that that was a fair trade, but we'll get into that later. But I'm sick of these niggas, bro. And it just makes me wonder, like, you know, do these niggas really understand what, what type of league this is? Or like, I, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, League mastery. You you have to understand your league. You know, what are the defining characteristics of your league? You know, how many teams are there? Uh, you know, you, you need to know how many teams are in your league. Just it just always be cognizant of that because it determines draft depth and it determines where players are going to fall to you when you're preparing for the draft and things like that. And it also determines position scarcity. So, Kurt, if we were in a eight-team league, you know, and we're going into a startup draft or a rookie draft, I'm probably not really prioritizing receivers, you know what I mean? Because I know it's only eight teams. My pick is going to come back around a lot faster. Right. Like, like even if I'm picking fifth, I can go pick, you know, a J.K. Dobbins at five and spin back around at, at 13. I can get fucking Justin Jefferson. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, it's important to know your league depth for those two reasons. And it also determines, you know, how many wide receiver ones are in your league, you know, how many running back ones are in your league, things like that. So it's important to know that. Um Understand which positions are being played and how many players started each one. Obviously, if we were in a three wide receiver league as opposed to a two, two, two flex league. So two wide receiver, two running back, two flex. Um, I would probably prioritize wide receivers a bit more. But uh, since we're in a two start two start two start two, um, it's easier to kind of customize and build your roster the way you want. Um, you have to understand it is if your league a point per reception league. And if so, does that vary by position? In our league, it does. Obviously, we have half point to running back. We have 0.75 point to wide receiver. So that inflates their value a little bit. And we have a full point uh, per reception for tight ends. Um, understand if your league utilizes a standard scoring system or if it's specialized. Uh, what is the overall roster size? If Danny Way, he would want to dive into some of the niggas in our league that choose to leave their roster spots empty and don't take advantage of the fact that we have, you know, um, 36 fucking roster spots and it's a dynasty league and you want to be able to take your shots on players and give yourself more chances to hit on a hidden gym. And some of these dudes are walking around with like 28 players on their roster and it just. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> yeah I, I'll be Danny then for today. Cause uh, yeah, that, that is like super important. I'll say this too, like, man, it's it's amazing to me, like when I look at some of these people, like some of the, some of the people in our league, look at their roster and they have like empty roster spots, and their roster and players with like zero upside, like none. I, I just I don't I don't understand it. Like, man, um, yeah. Like, um, but, but, you know, that's a common theme amongst like some of the bottom teams to have like a lot of like empty roster spots. Like we'll get into the power rankings later, but like True. the two, like two of the, the two teams that I think have like the worst teams in the league, they have empty taxi, taxi squads and like six, six or seven open like roster spots. So it's like, yeah, uh, people really do need to take advantage of the fact that you can like hold on to players. Um, and I would, I would be targeting some players who I thought like, man, I have I have a running back who is an undrafted free agent for the Bears like on my roster mm-hmm. just because he might be the backup running back at some point. Like those are the type of players that you should just be. Fuck it, you got a roster spot. Like, and they they um the sleeper app shows you which players are trending upward. Like, just grab some of those, man. Just do something. Like, don't just sit there with like a bunch of empty spots. I agree. Which which players are. Um, being added a lot, uh, yeah, fitting upward in that league, um, and on the app, I should say. So yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that that's just overall league mastery. Um, you know, how many teams are in your league? What positions are played, and how many? Is it PPR? Does that vary by position? Is the league a standard scoring system, or is it specialized? Ours is specialized. Don't get into that. Just read the fucking 
league notes? Uh, what is the overall roster size? These are all questions um, that you need answers to before you can even begin doing your research. If you remember, Tabrone, that nigga showed up to the draft, bro. In his, his ninth year in the league, he showed up to the draft like completely unprepared, no research, no nothing. This nigga just shows up in September, bro, every season. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> it's going to catch up to him, bro. Uh, it hasn't yet, but man, it, it it will. You just you have to be prepared. You you can't really develop any t- sort of strategy if you don't do your research and know what type of league you're in. So, those are just the biggest keys uh, for everyone who's who's trying to get better. Just understand like that you need to have league mastery. You need to understand all of the the intricacies and nuances of the league before you can actually implement a strategy. Some of these people are doing it as they go, and it's just you know that's why a lot of these teams are are so far behind. Um, I did want to to dive into roster format a little bit because I, I think this is really important. Just because it should it should determine your overall strategy, not just at the point of the draft, but it it should determine your your trade strategy as well. For instance, like uh, <laughs> the fact that we start two QBs is is why I think BT tried to get away with sending me like two wide receiver threes and a tight end two for Patrick Mahomes. Like you. you <laughs> You end up finding out a lot of times when it when it's too late that uh, you know you should have really learned what the roster format was before you went into the draft. I don't know if you recall, Kurt, but after we finished our draft this year, there were still six or seven, I believe, starting quarterbacks on waivers. Yeah, we had I a, remember we, that. We had a five round draft, even though everybody knew we were in a in a in a two QB league. And niggas were not drafting QBs. BT, for instance, had to give up a first-round pick for Dwayne Haskins, and Dwayne Haskins was the 60th pick in the draft. Yeah, that's and that's I, I you know, that's the part, that's the aspect of that trade that I was the most critical of. The fact that we went into a draft, you knew it was a two QB league prior to the draft. BT had even expressed that he needed a QB, then he didn't draft a QB. In in the entire five rounds that we like uh, in the entire five round draft, he didn't try to get him off of, uh, waivers, and then he waited until like he didn't try to get a QB off waivers, and then he waited until like after that period had already passed, and he set the first round pick for a, a player that he could have drafted in the fourth or fifth round in our fantasy draft. Like, yeah, it just just a lack of preparation there. Um, it, that, he had that's, six picks, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, actually, you know what? The, you're right, because he had my second. Yeah, yeah, he had six picks. And, you know, I think, uh, yeah, like, I, I mean, the, the 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 player that he drafted that I remember that stood out to me the most Gaskin. is Miles Ma, Gaskin. Yeah, like, you could have just drafted <laughs> Dwayne Haskins there, bro, and not, uh, the, not the guy that can't beat out that, that Patrick Lard or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, little ugly yeah. kids. Little white yeah. Guy. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Understand the roster format because it's going to determine how you build your team. It's going to determine, you know, how you draft, and it's going to determine what you have to trade for. I'll be honest with you, Kurt. I don't want to have to trade for a quarterback in the 2QB league. It's too fucking expensive. I don't want to have to trade for a QB, especially if I have six draft picks. I want to just draft one. Uh, Just to give people some context, additional context, in a 1QB league in a startup draft, I'm probably not looking to draft a quarterback into the third round of a rookie draft. I don't really – like, in a 1QB league, like, I don't really – I don't need a QB. I think going back to give an example of uh, the value of QBs in one QB leagues, I remember the trade that Ray made for Patrick Mahomes. That was a dumb trade. In a one QB league, that was a stupid trade. He traded an RB1, a proven RB1, for a quarterback. He already had a quarterback in a one QB. That, that was stupid. That was a dumb trade. Um, in a one QB league, you, you, never make a, you never trade a positional player like a wide receiver or a running back for a quarterback because quarterbacks have no value. There are, there are 30 plus quarterbacks that you can start and there are only 12 RB ones. Um, a QB two can be a startable asset like week in and week out. Um, you know, a, a RB two that they're not going to, they're not going to help you win any games. So it, it just changes uh, from a one QB league to a, to a two QB league. Like I said, in a, in a, in a one QB league, I'm, I'm deprioritizing QBs. I'm probably not looking for a quarterback until like the third round. In a super flex league, Kurt, not only am I looking for a quarterback in the first round, I'm checking for a quarterback in the top three picks. That's yeah. how much it changes based on your format and your league mm-hmm. rules. And I don't think people catch on to that. So it's a drastic, 
It's a drastic change. Just adding one more QB position, it completely changes your draft board. The fact that Jamal got Joe Burrow at pick 10 is ridiculous. Um, it's, it's criminal for him to have gotten Joe Burrow. In, and a lot of people, just to reiterate, Dynasty 101, this lesson, know your league rules, understand your roster format, and your scoring settings. Period. Do you have anything to add to that, Kurt? Nope, man. I think you summed it up perfectly, bro. All right, cool. So don't try to trade me, no. Actually, you know what? Before we move on from knowing, uh, bro, I want to give an example to address this. Before we move on from know your league rules, roster format, and scoring settings, you know what we should do? What's that? We should talk about, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but a perfect example of knowing your roster format and scoring settings would be some of the trades that have taken place in the league since we switched format. Remember Elmo Zach Ertz trade to Justin? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. So um, in a in a tight end premium league, he traded away a top three tight end for a wide receiver too. Yeah, and I, and I think um, when we talk about um, I know we're, we're going to discuss on a later on another podcast like the how to value like each position. I think that'll be like a good uh, conversation for people to listen to because that's a trade that you just should should never make because there's a big fall off between the top three tight ends to like you know from five and if you're like outside of the t- tight end one, you know at that point you could pretty much pick somebody up off waivers and they might they they may or may not catch a touchdown. That's that's what you're depending on like. From, from that aspect, but for a uh, wide receiver too, like the gap between like uh, Jarvis Landry and mm, let me think of another wide receiver, this uh, Tyler Boyd, like right, you kind of like just mm-hmm. it, it, you know it, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not really that not not really that great of a difference. So yeah, I, like and and let me ask you this, just just hypothetically. Let's say pr- productivity wise, well, no, I think that's I think this that's that's actually fair. So Zach Ertz and Jarvis, right? Like the, last year, J- like Jarvis probably had more catches, uh, I would assume. But I know he had for a yeah. fact he had he had more yards and probably and probably more touchdowns. But you would rather have the tight end who's like close to that right like in that tight end slot then you well, then then a wide receiver right well absolutely absolutely just because yeah. of because of you know because of scarcity yes yeah, it's, it's, it, it was like yeah. three tight ends last year that, that, that had a thousand yards exactly i mean exactly the the drop off after like you said at the drop off after really the top three tight ends is always very steep you know the difference between tight end three and tight end 12 is it's bro it's huge the difference between uh, wide receiver three and wide receiver 12 is very marginal. And that's like historical data, like going back, 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 like way back. Like, for instance, Zach Ertz last year, he had 88 catches for 916 yards and six and six touchdowns. Um, Jarvis Landry had like 1,100 yards and six touchdowns on less. Yeah, less catches. No bullshit. Ertz had more catches. He had 83 catches for 1174 and six touchdowns. Zach Ertz had 88 catches for uh, 900 plus and six touchdowns, bro. And and like so, basically, Zach Ertz outscored Jarvis Landry last year. If we're taking into account our our tight end premium settings, bro. So yeah, it's like it's just a bad trade because it's much easier to find a wide receiver two than it is to find a tight end one bro for one and just saying that just makes it ridiculous that elmo even entertained that trade in the first place but not only did he trade a tight end one for a wide receiver two he traded a, a top three tight end for a pretty wide receiver two and the only thing that's really going to work in elmo's favor and i'll, I'll move on from this because i really didn't want to take too much time i just thought about this when we were, we were finishing up the uh the know your league uh segment the only thing that really might save Elmo this season, bro, is because that nigga Corey Davis, first of all, he sucks. And second second of all, he's starting the season on the pup list. Jarvis so, Landry, you mean? 
or or did you mean no, Corey no, Davis? No. no, I meant Corey Davis. Oh, okay. I meant Corey Davis. But I meant Corey Davis because he ha- he traded for Johnu Smith. Ah, ah, got you. Yeah, got you. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Corey Davis is because I'm just thinking like who else is Tannehill gonna throw the ball to? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I I didn't know if you meant because I know Elmo also has Corey Davis on his roster too. So that's why. I, oh <laughs> no 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 no! Yeah, Corey yeah, yeah. he picked Corey Davis up. He sucks and he's no he's not healthy. He has a toe injury too. Like those are like the worst injuries for a receiver to have. You you remember Devontae Adams last year? Like you got Adams. Like you just don't want a receiver with a toe injury. Yeah, you and you definitely don't want. I don't even want a healthy Corey Davis, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want a healthy Corey Davis with with Patrick Mahomes throwing my ball. <laughs> so I definitely don't want to injure Corey Davis with fucking Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball. But yeah, so basically, uh, that could have been like a more concise way I could have said this. But understand the league and positional values, and we'll get into that in in the next podcast. But you don't ever trade a top five tight end for a top 24 wide receiver because the you have the positional value. People still don't understand it, and that's why I wanted to take time to talk about that particular trade again because it, it's so important to understand that even if a player has a similar output in terms of scoring, the positional value outweighs that. You know, being a top 12 tight end, Kurt, that's, bro, Janu could be a top, he could be tight end 11, bro, and that means absolutely jack shit. You know why? Because all you need to do to be a tight end one, bro, you just got to play 15, 16 games, nigga. Like, yeah. if you play 16 games and you got 650 yards and, and, and you fall into the end zone six times, you probably tight end 12, my nigga. Like, it's not very hard to get into the top 12. Like, it's a huge drop-off after the top two tight ends, Kelsey and Kittle. Then it's Ertz. He's in, like, his own tier. And then it's, like, Andrews and... Waller and like Evan Ingram went healthy on a per game basis, and then like after the top six, bro, like you got the Higbees, like like bro, this is just. And by the way, Danny Higby, that nigga some ass, bro. Like I hate I, I hate it had to be you, my brother, but <laughs> you got fleece, bro, because that nigga sucks, bro. They were talking about when they were when it, both of them niggas played at the same time, how how uh, Everett out targeted. Uh, Higby. That's that's a story for another day. But tight ends are just, yeah. Outside of the top three, bro, they're just not very valuable. You never want to trade one of those guys for a wide receiver. That you know, uh, you know, wide receiver to me is just the easy, easily, most easily replaced position in 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 fantasy, especially in our format. So anyway, moving on, moving on. Um, let's get into the the final, the next and final segment. Um, well. There's one more segment. We're doing, like, Goofy of the Week, but that'll be quick. But let's get into the final, like, actual segment of, of the episode. Um, Ace of Spades Power Rankings. So this is a segment that will not take a lot of time in the future because we're just basically going to be updating you guys on what we think changed. Like, if a team moves in the Power Rankings, we'll speak on that. Other than that, uh, it's just going to be a segment that we add to each individual podcast with explaining um, our our team GM rankings throughout the year. So we'll rank every team, you know, 12 to one. And uh, these rankings are going to be presented every week on the podcast. Um, the changes will be, I'll say. So on this episode, quickly, before we wrap up, we'll go through uh, the power rankings that we have. Um, I'll let Kurt kick it off. I know we have pretty similar rankings, but a lot of them, um, I'm, I'm sorry, a lot of them are, are the same, but, but some of them we differ on. So, I'll let Kurt tee it off, but but just so you guys know, we'll be we'll be dropping this part of the podcast towards the end of every episode. And interested to hear anybody's feedback. Like if you have a a, a question or a concern with where your team is ranked, I'm happy to hear from you guys that that constantly like inflate the value of your players. So I'm I'm assuming you inflate the value of your team as well. I'm curious <laughs> to see if y'all think y'all should be ranked higher than what you are. And it's it's just always funny to hear people's explanation about you know why they think they're good. Uh, so. Anyway, let's let's dive right into um, the Ace of Spades power rankings. Uh, so, I'll, Kurt, I'll let you tee it off. Let's start at twelve, and we'll go from twelve to one. All right. So at twelve, I got Boss Orders. To bro, um, yeah. <laughs> at eleven, I have uh, BT or UCBT Smoke. Um, ten, I have New Jack City. Nine, I have Take a Knee. Eight, I have L.A. King. Seven, Hell Pablo. 
Six, the killing me, Harry. Five, show you right. Four, team Danny. Three, mama mentality. Two, paid in full. And number one, uh, KOD. So those are my power rankings. Okay, so where, where do we differ? So, okay, I have Tabrone at 12. You had him at 12, right? Yes. All right, so since we're the same one, we can we can talk about him briefly. We still have a little bit of time before we have to conclude. So Tabrone, this nigga, Tabron, bro, he's like, he's easily, bro, right? He easily like the worst GM in the league. It's yeah. not really close, is it? Hey, bro, I, I'm just for the sake of full disclosure, when I made these power rankings, I started off with, okay, I know Tay Brown is 12. That's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of yeah. I ain't even trying to disrespect, <laughs> buddy, but this nigga be like, this nigga just shows up in September, bro. I think he already doesn't do anything particularly well, but then he doesn't put in any effort either. His team's not good. It, it just, yeah, I think it's easy to put him at 12, bro. He doesn't win trades he doesn't draft well he isn't active on waivers he isn't active on um league news he just he's low activity um um low preparation i, I yeah tayron bro tayron <laughs> uh tayron sucks bro all right moving on from tayron we got what i have bt at 11 did you have him at 11 as well i have bt at 11 too yeah bt bt is at 11 but we talked about him on the value episode. He has a lot of young players that could turn out to be something. He has a lot of young players that I think have a lot of potential. So he could move up in the ranks as the season progresses. But for right now, I think I think he it's pretty clear he's at eleven. Um Jay Mula, my guy. Yeah, he he obviously was in a tough situation coming into the season. He did draft well. Um he hasn't really made any notable trades that I can think of off the top of my head. You have him at ten, right? I had him at ten, yes. All right, so he he also has a team that could that could get better uh, depending on, you know, how his young players uh, develop. But for right now, I, th- I think it's safe to to keep him down here in like the bottom tier. I think Tabron BT and and Jay Mula they're not all created the same because I think Tabron is a hundred percent in the league of his in a, in a in a tier of his own. Yeah, and uh, BT and Jay Mula are pretty close. Like I gotta give BT his credit; he knows a lot more than like people know because not. A lot of people have conversations with BT, but he just didn't bake out a good enough strategy to actually build his team. He has like 20 receivers on his roster, he, and he doesn't like to give away his players. He doesn't understand how to flip depth for positional value. He just he he's hell bent on keeping his his players that he drafted as opposed to making trades to make his team better. So until he until he it, it, you know becomes more flexible. Um, and in strategic, he's going to be in this bottom tier. He's been there for quite some time. Jay Mula, he's actually somebody who approaches the game with with strategy, and I think his future is bright, even though he's had a few rough years. I think one thing about Jay Mula that's that's kept him in this bottom tier over the past several years is that dude is just a competitor by nature. He tries to – he's like Chris, but with a worse team. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. tries to squeak into – he doesn't know when to mail it in. He's always like – I beat Justin, all right, and I'm a Demi guy. Like, hey, bro, I ain't gonna hold you. I would have tried to throw that game. Like, it's just like he tries to compete, and it's like in the Dynasty League, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I always say that. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I think those dudes are in, in a tier, but they're not all created equal. I think, you know, Tabron is in his own category. He's just he's really yeah. bad. Yeah, um, easily the worst GM in the league. Yeah, yeah. easily. Like, yeah, he, easily. He, yeah, he's. I think it's trash, bro. I mean, he's, he's garbage. All right. Um, at nine, I had I had Rio. Who'd you have at nine? So I had uh, Elmo at nine. So it's okay. Uh, yeah, I had Elmo at nine. I have Elmo at eight. I, I think I think I have Rio at nine just because with his roster after the trades that he made, I just I don't really know. I just don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's going to be able to accomplish this season. I think it's, I think it's safe to say that he's probably not going to make the playoffs. I can see a scenario where he does make it, but um, I would have to dive deeper into his roster to to want to move him up. He just has a very strange roster to me. Yeah. Um, what were we gonna say? Uh, yeah, I, I think with him, with Rio and um, Elmo, they were. Like neck and neck, I like. I think we yeah. have them had them flip flopped. I I don't particularly like the way either of their rosters look 
um, after the trades that they made. I didn't. I mean, and just for the sake of full disclosure, I, I don't. I didn't think either of their teams like were were very good prior to the trades, but. Uh, I think they definitely took a step back for this year, but I think they did it for the the long the term. future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's let's go to Elmo because we just happened to flip flop. I I agree. I don't I don't dislike Elmo's strategy at all. I, I like I actually like where Elmo is. I think before the trades that he made, he was only maybe a couple spots higher than this. Mm. So he dropped a couple spots for me, but I like his future prospects way more than I did coming into the season. So that's why I have him at eight. Um. At seven, I have on that bu- the playoff bubble. I have KB. Yeah, Would you oh, have yeah. KB. So we have to do the same. Okay. Yeah, KB. I won't waste a lot of time on this team because we've talked about this team on previous podcasts. He 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 does have a team that can make the playoffs, and I think that's what he wanted to accomplish by making those trades. But I also think he has a team that could finish in the lottery again. So uh, maybe he did the right thing by trading for for Rios first because, I mean, I, I didn't really think that Rio would have a top five pick, but when I went through the the teams to rank them. I had him at, at in the bottom four, so I don't know. Maybe that trade will work out for KB. He might actually like really need that pick because he he does have a team that could go south pretty quickly. Uh, all right, the first playoff team I have on here is crazy to say this, bro. I have a Ray as as number six, um, and you had him at five, right? Yeah, I have Ray at five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just he just has a team that can win games this year, and um, he he obviously has a ton of picks because he got them from from me when I went out to acquire Patrick Mahomes, but um, he, he has a team that that's young and can actually compete to get into the playoffs this year. And we didn't take into account like future years, but I do want to comment on the fact that he has a lot of draft capital over the next couple of years. So his team is only going to get better. I have Chris at five, which is bro, it's crazy when I redid these power rankings, because a lot of this shit shifted from the beginning of the season. We've had so many trades happen, bro. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't remember what I had Chris at before, like some of these trades, but I think I had him like around the same spot. Like I think I might have had him seventh when we did the, the seventh. Yeah. So I, so he moved up one spot for me. Um, I mean, because Rio fell out of the top six. Uh, that's 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 really what happened. But I had Chris and Chris and Elmo uh, before, like they made well before trades were made. They were they were like playoff bubble teams. Um, yeah, but yeah. Bro. I th- I think Chris is. I think Chris should make the playoffs with his roster just looking at it. He should, bro. And you know it's crazy? He moved up just by doing nothing. Yeah. It's it's other 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 teams got worse. He just he just stayed pat. Like, and I don't I don't think that's a good strategy for his future. But for this season, I think it's probably clear to say that Chris like is going to for sure be a playoff team. And it's like for me, Kurt, I'm not gonna lie. If I had Chris roster, bro, like I'm probably not trying to make the playoffs bro like i'm probably not trying to make the playoffs bro like for what i'm just yeah yeah but i I think i think the issue is and i think it i would run into the same issue if i was in chris's situation i would definitely not be trying to make the playoffs too but i would be trying to get fair value in return for my players and i think like that's kind of the the difficult thing to do um when you try to make trades in this league, I'm I'm sure Chris has like gotten some offers for yeah, like Derek sure. Derek Henry and you know like some of his some of his players and they they weren't very good offers. So yeah, don't don't pull a Rio and just just trade for the the next best shitty offer, bro. If you can't get fair value for your players, man, don't go to hey. Anytime niggas can't get fair market value for their players, they go to Justin. Uh, like I know this nigga bomb. That's what yeah. Elmo did. That's what Danny did. That's what Rio did. Boy, them niggas so fucking dumb. All right, let's go. Let's move <laughs> on from from number five. Let's get into the top. The top four. I can't believe I'm saying this, bro. I have Daniel ranked in the top fucking four with his bum ass, bro. This nigga has Derek Carr as one of his starting QBs. This nigga some ass. Yeah, I uh, I, I have Danny as uh, the fourth best team too. Um, yeah, I, I was actually surprised too when I when I put him there, but. I mean, he has some players, man. So let's let's see what he does this year. You know, by by Danny logic, um, he should he should win a championship. Championship right? Cause, a bust. Yeah, because he's he he's a playoff. So he has a good roster, and if he doesn't win a championship, then it's all his fault. Just just so, just for the sake of like putting that out there too. So if he doesn't win a chip this year, it's because he didn't set his roster good enough. That's that's going to be his issue. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> 
It ain't hard to it ain't hard to set a roster when you only got five good players. Yeah. No, bro, because you know, if somebody on his bench blows up, then he should have played him. That's like like he should have played nah. Curtis, Curtis Samuel over uh over AJ Brown. That's that's what that's what these dudes tell me. Like, oh well, you have a good roster, but you don't win. So Denny has a good roster. That's the consistency. So if he doesn't win, it's his fault. Man, Denny, Denny some ass, bro. He he don't have a good roster, bro. He just has a better roster than these niggas. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's let's go into the top three. I got I was about to call this nigga my rival, bro. This nigga is not my fucking rival, dog. This nigga Justin. <laughs> I got Justin at three. Um he probably he probably could have been moved to two. Like I went back and forth on y'all's team just because he has a big unknown at, at second QB. Like if Drew Locke turns out to be competent as a starter and can get him, you know, 18 to 22 points per game, I guess that's asking a lot. If he can get him like 17 to 19 points per game on a consistent on a consistent basis, I think Justin's gonna have a really good team if his team stays healthy just because it's so top heavy and explosive. Um, he has a really, really good starting lineup. So it's a lot to ask for for a lineup to stay healthy throughout the year. And Justin has fucking no depth. I guess with COVID, you can say that him having so many fucking handcuffed running backs could pay off because somebody could get injured or be put on COVID IR and one of those guys he has on his bench could step up. But he doesn't really have anything on his bench. But and we're talking about winning a championship, and if his team is healthy in the playoffs, like I have to rank him uh, easily in the top three, and he, he could be he could be three or two. It's it's between um, you and him. And getting into number two, obviously, that's that that's your team for me. Um, you have the deepest team in the league, bro. Like you have a team like even much deeper than mine. I think Justin and I have more top heavy teams, but you have you still have so much depth. Even after the trade you made last year for Devontae Adams, and I don't want to miss the fact that your team is also top heavy as well i don't think it's as top heavy as justin's it could be we just have to wait for the season to play out like because justin has you know keenan allen with the tyrod situation and he has um you know julio jones going into his age 32 season and he has uh zach Ertz going into his age 30 season but you know if all of those players do perform, Justin has a really top heavy team. So I thought I could go either way with y'all. Um, like I said, you have a lot of depth, and I think your team is more built for the grind of the season than Justin. Justin has to get like I, I talked to this about the last five we did. Justin has to be he has to be lucky uh, to make it through the season with a top two seed and to win a championship. He, he has to get lucky because his, his team is very, very, very thin. And if one thing goes wrong with, with Justin's team, I don't think he has. I don't even think he has enough firepower. If he if he misses if he loses two players due to injury, he doesn't even have enough firepower to beat Danny, in my opinion. He has a very fragile roster. Uh yeah. Um well I will say this, man. Like pretty much uh, the past like couple of seasons or the, maybe the past like few seasons, I've always gone I've gone into the season thinking that I had a better team than Justin. But his team, you know, outperforms me and he uh he makes it to the championship, man. So I don't know, you know, maybe maybe uh that the top heavy strategy, man, it seems to pay off for him. Like, well, it seems to keep him in the mix for a championship. I, I won't say it paid off for him because he doesn't win necessarily, you know, um necessarily, but he did win one. So like it did pay off for him the one championship that he won. So I don't know, you know, but uh yeah, I think I have a deeper team than that's why I put my team above his too. Uh but you know, um and your QB group, yeah, yeah, but 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 depth doesn't really help that much. Uh, if you know, if the top heavy team is all healthy and firing on all, right, sides. right, yeah, yeah, so. yeah I, th- I think that's I think that's the thing. Um, like I said, I, I think both of our teams really are are built more for the for the actual grind of the season. But Justin's a lucky dude, bro. Like we could be going into you know week fifteen, week sixteen, all those dudes could be healthy, which which I hope they are. You know, um, I don't I don't wish injuries on on anyone. I just don't like to build my teams with with uh, a high fragility. Um, so I I think I think if if his team is healthy in the playoffs, Justin has just as good of a chance as anybody to win a title, and that that just remains to be seen. But yeah, it it could go either way. It's a coin flip between y'all two. It just depends on what you value more. If you value depth more, if you value you know, those top heavy teams more. My thing about top heavy teams and why I always try to build depth behind my top heavy team is just that, bro, even sometimes when your team is top heavy, sometimes, bro, them niggas not startable, bro. Like, I don't really want to start even, like, I don't want to start Odell against fucking Stefan Gilmore. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't like not having an option to pivot if my player has a really bad matchup, even even when every when all the bread is on the line. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll be interested to see how this plays out because of Justin's quarterback situation and the fact that he only has two quarterbacks. Like it's just gonna be interesting to see the grind this season with some of these teams that are very, very shallow. Um but yeah, anyway, moving on to the number one. I have my team obviously um in the number one spot. Uh, don't, don't don't say obviously like oh it's, that, oh, it's obvious. Back to I'm sorry, bike to bike, fantasy <laughs> champion. Working on my three P, my fifth RB just just fucking buried his own career. But we we gonna bounce back. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find me some more bench depth somewhere. I gotta I gotta start serenading these niggas like Justin doing. Have somebody send me their best player so I can put them on my bench. But yeah. That's that's pretty much the power rank. We'll do a consensus on next week's episode in the power rankings. We'll we'll put our rankings together beforehand and just go through one take that way it'll take less time. So let's get into the last segment because we're pushing the hour right now. We can wrap this up um, you know, before the end of the hour. Goofy of the week, bro. And you know what who I just remembered that was supposed to be goofy of the week last week? KB. I remember why KB was supposed to be goofy of the week last week when we were just talking about Justin. This nigga was gonna be goofy of the week because he was in the chat, bro. Pulling a Rio, sucking Justin dick, bro. This nigga, <laughs> this nigga said he had picked up, Dar- he picked up Darwin Thompson. I remember now he picked up Darwin Thompson and said, well, shit, as long as you don't get him after I say he suck. And I'm like, dude, why would I want him? The nigga's trash. He's a six-round running back. He's not even going to play. He said, well, I'm going to just send all my players to Justin so you don't win. I was like, what the fuck? Hey, <laughs> Kurt, why do you just do that, bro? What? Who is ju- that's y'all daddy? Nah, bro. He's just he's just the person who like they think has a chance to win, and he's nicer than you, bro. That's that's it, man. <laughs> that's all. Hey, bro. Hey, y'all can send KB. them to me. KB players to me, bro. I'll take them. <laughs> Look, if that's what it's gonna take, if that's what it's gonna take to earn some respect around this motherfucker, being nice. Niggas ain't never gonna respect me, bro. You know why? <laughs> bro, why, bro? I can't suck no another nigga dick, bro. Like, <laughs> niggas, they be semi sucking, bro. Niggas be dick sucking in here, man. And I don't like that shit. Niggas be like, oh, well. What Ray said to me last year, mind you, Justin, want, Justin ain't wanted <laughs> chipping three years. That nigga, I was talking greasy to Ray. He said, you don't be talking like that to Justin. He whooped your ass, didn't he? I was like, nigga, that was two years. <laughs> That was two years ago. And then here come Rio. You mad Justin might get you? I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, y'all, for real. Kurt, for real, y'all. Y'all got to uh, stop doing that gay shit, dog. Like, what is y'all on? Stop yeah. being weird. That yeah, shit is fucking weird. And it's, it's funny, bro, because uh, a lot of people throwing their cape for, for, for Justin, man. And, like, he don't fuck with y'all niggas like that, bro. Like, you know, bro. He, 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 hey, I ain't never seen Justin step into the chat to defend anybody, bro. Like, bro. Hey, nigga, he don't fuck with that y'all nigga, niggas like that, bro. That nigga be telling niggas, he be like, "I'm only here to win a championship. I'm not here to, I'm not here to kick. I'm not here to fraternize, nigga. I don't need no allies." He be like, "Hey, he be like, hey, no, nah, for real, bro. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and send me so and so. I I send you this. Like, he your friend during the trade talks." As soon as he fleece a nigga out his best player career, where'd Justin be at? Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost. Hey, he be he be at home chilling with niggas best player. Just re- hey, he be Elmo in the chat, just reading, not responding. He be Elmo, bro. And these niggas be like, Well, I did the trade because of this. I did the trade because of this. I'm like, nah, you got fucking fleece. And we be on niggas' heads, and they be like, Well, Justin might beat you this year, though. <laughs> That yeah. shit is so weird, bro. Hey, y'all need to, hey, KB, Elmo, Rio, take that man's cock out of your mouth, bro. That shit is fucking weird. Stop doing that shit, bro. That shit's fucking strange. Yeah, they, uh, they um, I think, I, I don't know, man. You know, that's that's one of the things that I've been trying to figure out, like, for quite some time. <laughs> Since I've been in the league, like, uh, but I think it's just because you know he's a he's a little less vocal than uh, well, a lot less vocal than you are, and oh, that's, that's that's probably why. Like, uh, he doesn't really 
ruffle any feathers or say anything to 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 get uh, to get on anybody or anything until like well except for me he talks shit to me but that's talk shit to him too he be talking shit to me too I'll I'll be talking crazy that nigga I'm especially today I got the do rag on I'm on all that with everybody dog I'm on all that with all y'all ass bro these niggas so goofy bro and like yeah he don't he don't really be talking reckless to niggas until see he this 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 what I don't respect like. When he when he knows that he don't really have a chance, he be so quiet, bro. But as soon as he feel bullish on his team, or like when he got Julio for real, he ended up talking greasy. Like, nigga, you ain't did shit. Nigga, hey, what what bro say? You ain't did nothing I ain't did. Nigga, pay homage. Like, dog, you ain't you ain't did shit, dog. You got you got one title in nine years, dog, and y'all niggas be in chest sucking this man dick. Anyway, that's why KB was goofy of the week last week. This week. Goofy of the week, bro. BT. I don't yeah. know what you, I don't know what your deal is or what strain of cannabis you have been smoking. <sighs> the tray you sent me yesterday, bro. Bro, Kurt, you. I'll, I'll, I'll let you speak on that. I'll let you speak on the tray, bro. Yeah, that's one of the funnier offers, man. I've seen. Uh, just well. I've seen worse offers, but of course, like I, I, I assume the intention is is for the trade to be bad. Like that that trade, I think BT really sat there and was like, "Well, I could get him to throw in Mahomes with Michael Thomas," and it's like, "Bro, you got to this is and this is a hey, this is a problem across the league, bro. Y'all got to stop acting like good players are just throw-ins. Like nobody's th- throwing in Mahomes, bro. You're not getting Michael Thomas for it, for that tight end and them two wide receivers you sent over, bro. Like nobody wants Mike Williams and uh, Henry Rose bro. for Michael Thomas. Nobody's taking that trade, bro. And and then on top of that, you say, well, shit. I mean, just throw Mahomes in there too. Like that'll make the trade even, <laughs> the trade even better. Oh, my hopes is not a throw-in, my guy. You gotta give up. And then you know, like I'll say too, like uh, I don't know if BT pays attention to the league, but I mean, you just gave up quite a bit to get Mahomes, man. So I don't know why he would think that those three players like had like would be adequate value. I don't know. I mean, BT doesn't talk enough, so maybe he was like joking with that trade offer, but. I think he was serious. No, nah, he was he was he was dead ass. BT was dead ass, and it's like just that trade, and like I won't like I'm I'm exhausted at the idea of even like thinking about that trade. The trade was my original trade was DeAndre Hopkins for Hollywood Brown, Henry Ruggs, and TJ Hawkinson, and I'm expecting him to counter with like one of my bench players or a pick. And he countered by taking away the player that I was targeting, which was Hollywood, because like Ruggs and Hawkinson, like those are those are throw-ins, like upside plays. He took away the player that I was interested in and replaced him with Mike Williams. And then asked for a better receiver <laughs> for me. He went from DeAndre Hopkins to Michael Thomas. And then asked me to throw him like, bro, I can't even wrap my mind around that trade offer. On what planet do I send you? In a Superflex League, on what planet do I send you Patrick Mahomes for those three bum-ass niggas? And on what planet do I send you Patrick Mahomes and Michael Thomas for them? Like, what? what? You you goofy, bro. You the goofy of the week for this week, next week. You the goofy of the month, bro. Because that's just, that's, just, that's just ridiculous, bro. You deserve goofy. You deserve goofy of the league forever <laughs> for that offer, bro. Anyway, I'm rambling. Drop the outro. Holler at you boys later. And remember, it's up there and it's still stuck there.